peace and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The text is the gospel that you heard earlier. Well, brothers and sisters, some of the most militant atheists and haters of Christianity are former Christians. Did you know that? It's absolutely true. And now why is that? Well, I have a hunch, and it's this. It's because these former Christians, they were taught and they believed that Christianity consists mostly of the law and precious little gospel. That Christianity, they were taught, consists mainly of commandments and man-made rules with little or no mercy or forgiveness. They were judged by fulfilling the expectations of others and their performance and accomplishments, not the continual reception of Good Friday salvational gifts. They believed that Christianity was what you had to do or what you couldn't do 24-7, 365, versus what Jesus had Good Friday laid done for them and what Jesus continues to give in his word and sacraments. Now, the general scenario of, of Christianity in, in America goes like this, and it's not good. The scenario is this. Jesus is to be used as Savior on the day of your conversion. But after that, Jesus as Savior is rarely used in your life, if ever. Because you were told that you only needed Jesus as your Savior to be converted. And then after that, Christianity was all about following the, the commandments, the regulations, the law. And then the law became the instrument by which you ultimately became saved in the end. And so people in America, many of them, thousands if not millions, have put their salvational lives into it. 100% effort and nonstop. And I'm here to tell you that if you're doing that, it will be spiritually deadly. And here's why. Because the law, the commandments of God, they incessantly grind you down. They will relentlessly beat you to a pulp, drive you to despair. So newsflash, everyone. The Ten Commandments don't save you. They don't forgive you. They don't give you salvation. Instead, the commandments, they take your sin and they make your sin utterly sinful. The Ten Commandments steroidally magnify and amplify and increase your sin and your sinning. Christianity that is defined essentially in the way of the law leads to people talking like this. We heard it in the epistle when Paul said what? When he looked at himself. Wretched man that I am! And who can save me from this body of death? Have you ever felt like that? Many people do. Untold number of Christians, at first on fire for the Lord, eager to hear and study God's word, excited to give their hearts and their lives to Jesus. They're willing to tell others about their faith, but then finally do what? They call it quits and they give up. They say to heck with this Christianity, which puts Good Friday Savior Jesus in the rear view mirror and only pushes Christianity in the way of one's implementation of living a so-called victorious or purpose-driven life. These people, they tried to keep the law to prove their Christian bona fides. But the more they tried, the less and less they kept it. So they became sick to death, totally burned out of the never-ending do's that they couldn't do, 
and the don'ts that they couldn't stop doing. Remember the epistle you heard earlier? All the supposed victorious and purpose-driven life principles in the way of the law collapsed like a house of cards. So hypothetically, I said hypothetically, if there was a statue of you, the quote, victorious, purpose-driven Christian put up in the public square, it would soon have to be torn down and covered with the Christian flag, which would then have to be burned in effigy. Now I'm here to give you the highest of pastoral care today. Brothers and sisters, don't give up. Don't quit. Because Christianity is all about a merciful and forgiving Savior. Not just on the day of your conversion, but every day of your life. Salvation is in the way of the gospel, not in the way of the law. Christianity isn't about you. It's about Jesus. It's being passively served by the Lord Jesus Christ with his daily forgiveness and his mercy that he won for you on the cross. So I beseech all of you, brothers and sisters, to listen to our Lord Jesus in the gospel today when he says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That is the essence and the core of Christianity and being a Christian. So Christian sinners, did you hear the Savior? He says to you, listen, he says, come, come to me. That's our Lord's way of saying, trust in me with all of your sin and sitting. Hang on to me who hung Good Fridayly on the tree, bearing and answering for all of your sin. Yeah, Jesus is the Savior, not the law, not any of your doing or your not doing. And so, brothers and sisters, Jesus gently invites you to trust only in him for salvation against all of your sin, your death, and the devil every day of your life. Because Jesus is the one who has come to you. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He came to you. Yes, most high God, Jesus came to you while we were all sinners and ungodly. And he is the one who has done the it is finished on the cross salvation job for all of us. And Jesus still comes to you today in his word and sacraments to be savior for you still and all of your life. So brothers and sisters, you who are burdened and heavy laden with your sin and the daily incessant battle against the world, the devil and your sinful flesh, Jesus comes to you today to give you rest, salvational Sabbath day rest in the forgiveness of sins that he gives to you in his word and sacrament. This, brothers and sisters, is Christianity in all its simplicity, and yet it is Christianity at its, <laughs> at its best. Oh, man. Because it's all in the way of the gospel. Grace, peace, and mercy to you in Christ Jesus. So I repeat, who's the Savior of sinners? It's the Lord Jesus. Even Christian sinners like you and me. Oh, what joy. So again, I want to give you the highest of pastoral care today. And I want to continue to do it as long as I'm your pastor. The gospel is the 100% 24-carat good news that Jesus died for you. That all your sin is forgiven because he shed his blood on the cross for you. 
Jesus is the one who has borne all your shame and all your guilt in his death. And in response, faith is just simply given to. How does faith talk, brothers and sisters? How does faith talk? Here's how faith talks. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Now, I emphasize all of this. I'm pushing it really hard. Can't you tell? <laughs> I'm pushing this because usually when people find out that I'm a pastor, whether it's on the golf course in Arkansas, and it did happen, it happened this week, or when I'm driving the school bus, and the kids always call me pastor, they know who I am, or wherever I'm at on that particular day, the absolute first thing, the absolute first thing that people want to talk to me about is the, the rules of Christianity. They tell me that's why they don't and they won't go to church anywhere or at Trinity because they tell me there are too many what? There are too many rules! And they know that they can't follow them. They know that they cannot meet these high standards and that's not good news for them. And so what do they do? They despair of Christianity or they become what? How did I start out today? They become angry, militant atheists and hate Christianity. And now I think, brothers and sisters, you're beginning to understand why in the gospel reading today, Jesus blasts off that prayer to his father when he says, I thank you, father that you've hidden these things from the wise and understanding and have revealed them to the, what did he say? To the little children. Little children? Yep. Who are the little ones? Who are the little children? These are the faithers, no matter how old you are. Hangers on of our Lord's words, who believe what Jesus says in the gospel today, which he says, come to me. So little ones, some of you have little ones whether it's children or grandchildren. If you tell a little one, Jesus died for you, you're saved. The little one believes it. If you say to one of your little ones, I promise to be back at the end of the day and pick you up after work, the little one believes it. Children believe what they are promised. So all right, you little ones here at Trinity, listen up, Jesus promises, come to me. And I will give you rest. Sabbath day, salvational rest. Now again, just so you take those words seriously, whose words are they? Not mine. They're our Lord's. This is the same Jesus who rose from the dead on the third day. He said in the gospel that he knows the Father and that the Father has given him all authority in heaven and on earth. Our Lord's word to you today, come unto me and I'll give you rest is certain and sure. So brothers and sisters, I beg you, come to Jesus today because he is gentle and he is humble of heart. He is not some overbearing and demanding pretend divinity. Jesus is the savior. He is the shepherd. He is your redeemer. I'm, I'm gonna say something very provocative. I hope it doesn't offend you. You're used to it, aren't you? Here it goes. Our Lord Jesus Christ is not interested in one thing that you can do for him. He's just interested in you. He just simply wants you to come to him with all of your burdens, all of your cares, whatever your sorrows are, whatever is going on brokenly in your life, all of the lostness and all of the doubting in your life, all of your sins and all of your sinning. Our Lord Jesus says, I'll take it. 
And he has. He's borne it all on the cross. Everything that you carry around each day, Jesus wants you to put under the yoke of his Good Friday cross, where all of your burdens were borne by him and him alone. So in the epistle, when St. Paul only looked at himself, what he did or what he didn't do, what was his only conclusion? Wretched man that I am. Ditto. <laughs> and if that's as far as you get in your Christianity, namely looking at yourself only, then you will despair and you will call it quits. You will. You'll flame out. You'll burn out. The good news, no, let me correct that. The best news in all the world is the gospel. And the gospel promises you that you've been, you've been delivered from this body of death by the body of Jesus offered on the cross to atone for your sin. Today, Jesus tells you, eat and drink, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And he gives you rest. Now, finally, let me close with this. The collect of the day that we prayed earlier gets it so Christianly and comfortingly right. I mean, it is so delicious that I want to pray it again. Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, your mercy attends us all our days. Be our strength and support amid the wearisome changes of this world. And at life's end, grant us your promised rest and the full joys of your salvation. Amen. Stay Christian, my friends, and always rest in Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen.